I'm Maya. And I'm Saya. And we'll be your guides through fan fiction hell. Welcome, Welcome to, to Ficta, Ficta Inferno. Inferno. There we go. <laughs> Indeed, watch and show off his butt. He's like, look, it's my butt. It's my butt. It's my butt. It's my butt. Look at my butt. Why do you sit down there, human? I was going to join you up there and gaze down at other human. Oh my god, are you recording that? Yes. <laughs> I was all recording. Now he's looking at me like, shit. Why would you record that bullshit? Find that I don't even remember what fucking chapter we were in. Um, it started four. We were on chapter five. Fuck. Don't remember getting through that much. Oh, Mary, you're being so watchful. Hey guys, we're back with bad blood. Chapter five. Why are you looking at my receipt? I don't know. I like looking at receipts. <laughs> this is your toy receipt. I'm going to put that in the toy bag. Okay. Harry stared out the window of the RV, watching the other side of the freeway and all of the dead and empty cars that were lined up. If he was inclined to pull on the magic of the Hallows, he would probably see a lot of black and maybe a few gray spots that indicated the walkers. No idea what that meant. Why do you have to keep bringing this up, Harry? Why do you say, oh, if I use it, use it! Why don't you, Harry? Why don't you use it, Harry? Dumb bitch. <laughs> but he was still recovering from being kept in a room and chained to a table for a few months, so he did. Harry, we get it! I you understand! Harry, we get it. You were... You weren't necessarily chained. You were bound to a table for a this while. Is, this is worse than the guy who fucking does CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> I was bound to a table and in prison. It's like, it's like if you combine someone who's vegan and the guy who does CrossFit, I don't think they're as annoying as Harry in this story. We're gonna have to find other infinity stones for this. I know. Me. Also, he really didn't want to see that much obvious death. Oh, well, why didn't you? Why did you fucking leave your prison shackle room, Harry, if you didn't want to see death? Because he didn't want to die, but he also didn't want to see death. Or okay, well, close your eyes. But you can see it through his eyelids, and his scar is hurting. Oh no! 
When he looked now, he could just imagine that the cars were empty and not tombs. Dale, do you know where we're headed? Harry asked, turning to look at Dale as the other man drove the RV. It had been early morning when they had left the CDC, and now it was closing on 11 a.m., and they had left Atlanta behind a few hours ago. Before leaving the city, they had found what gas they could and refilled each car that they were taking. Fort Benning, Dale replied. It's where Shane had wanted to go before the CDC. That army base? Harry questioned, glancing over the table to where Andrea was pulling her gun apart. Yeah, she was just pulling her gun apart because she was bored, yeah. not because she was cleaning it. He could see Dale turning back to look at them occasionally with a look that could only be called worried. Harry didn't really know these people much, but as far as he knew or could see, there was no reason to be worried about Andrea attempting to kill herself again. What? What? That happened in the CDC? She was going to stay behind. That's right. Does that technically count? I mean, Dale was also going to stay behind. Yeah, but then they all changed their mind last minute. Yeah. Um, they had exchanged glances a few minutes after leaving behind the CDC, and she had stared at him for a second or two, then turned to go lie down in the bed. Now, Shane was offering to show Andrea how to clean her gun, even though he's driving a totally different vehicle. Or taking the opportunity to stare at Harry every once and a while, which Harry was determinedly ignoring. Because he wants that D. Everybody hates me because all the men hate me because the children and the women love me. Even though Daryl wants to fuck me. Yes. We all know this is going to happen. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's going to happen. He was very much used to being stared at, and it wasn't any different. Why, Harry? Why are you so used to being stared at? Because, because you're... Because <laughs> he's the boy who lived, and everyone would kind of look at him in Hogwarts. And because you're worse than a vegan and CrossFit combined? This version of him, at least. Vegan <laughs> and CrossFit. A vegan CrossFitter. <laughs> I would kill myself. Oh, God. <laughs> Yep, best shot for a refugee camp is there, Dale remarked. All right, and you don't think it's been overrun already? Harry asked, standing up and going to glance out the front window. Glenn, who was looking over a few maps in the passenger seat, turned to look at him. We can hope. Hope can be powerful in these situations, Dale agreed. Harry nodded, ran a hand through his hair. He glanced at the driver's window, which was open, and winced a little. Oh, for God's sake. <sighs> Being raised in, a, in the cupboard underneath the stairs for ten years, then held captive in a small room for a month, and a half had left a mark on him. Harry, I fucking swear to God, we get it. He was raised under a cupboard under some stairs. We get it. And I get that being trapped in the CDC probably brought back some of that past trauma. But this is information we don't need repeated. <laughs> is it all right if I climb up to the roof? I'm a little claustrophobic. 
Glenn finished? How long were you in the CDC anyway? So you're just gonna fucking ride on top of the roof like while they're driving down the highway? I guess. How are you going to do that? There's a small roof window in the bathroom, but it's small. Because we just didn't say that. Because <laughs> it's small, Saya. Dale mentioned you wouldn't be safe up there, too. Yeah, claustrophobic. The room I was kept in for a month and a half... The room I was kept for a month and a half in was rather small. Harry. Do you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> My inner life. Oh my god, right? <laughs> every time he says it, I like die a little more. Every time <laughs> we have this information repeated to us. the Yes, the r- small room I was kept in was rather small. I'll be safe enough. I have my ways. Besides, we aren't going that fast anyways. I have, um, I have a butt plug that has um, a rubber suction on the end of it, so I'm just going <laughs> to stick that up my butt, going to suction it to the roof of the car, and I'll be safe. Science has proven that. Yes. Dale stared at him for a minute and then sighed. I suppose you can. Just be careful. I said I had my ways, Harry replied, even though, like... Remember the butt plug? I have that. <laughs> even though we've determined that magic doesn't work. On zombies or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to keep you from falling off a fucking RV, too. Already walking back to where he had placed his resized trunk, he grabbed his holly wand. Just call it a wand. Uh, If he just said wand, we would probably think it was his dick. Or his dildo. Yes. Stared at it for a minute, then reconsidered and pulled out the Elder Wand and strapped it- WHEN DID HE GET THE ELDER WAND?! <laughs> and strapped it to the wand holster that was underneath his long sleeve shirt. Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? What's that? Andrea asked, gesturing to his wand. My dick. AKA his dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a kind of a weapon. Harry tried, shrugging a little. It may not look like much, but well, I'm quite good with it. Oh, are you Harry? Oh, he's good with his wand. (laughs) I thought you said you used a sword, Glenn questioned. (sighs) I do. I just like to vary my weapons. He left the three of them to go onto the roof, pretty sure that they all had bewildered looks. Yes, Harry, you're fucking carrying around some sticks. I mean, you could you you could say it's my poking stick. I used to poke the poke poke into the eyes of the walkers and kill their brain. Yeah, Jesus. It's my poking stick. When he managed to jump onto the roof through the window, not that we had any explanation of how that happened. Because he's small. He has small bones. He was under a cupboard for like the first ten years of his just, life. I'm just imagining like an actual, you know, RV. Roof window. It's small. It's small. And he's a 30-year-old man. So. Yes. <laughs> also, but, how is he going to reach it? Uh, he jumps up on the toilet or... Magic! <laughs> he gets through everything with magic. He sighed in relief when he felt the air ruffle his hair. He could see miles ahead of them and miles behind them up here as they left Atlanta behind. He could see Daryl on his motorcycle up ahead of the group of cars. 
Harry slid along the roof until he was comfortable, then lay flat down on his stomach, laying his head on his arms, securing himself in no possible way. Nope, he's just gonna fall off. Daryl stared up at the man on the roof of the RV, tilted his head a little. Harry had fallen asleep on the roof of the car. RV. RV. Car and RV are different things. This is the worst fucking ship I have ever come across in my life. (laughs) From Daryl's angle of vision, Harry looked peaceful and content. When he had first seen the man in the CDC, he had looked broken, weary, and tired. Wait, where did he first meet this guy? Was it at the CDC? I don't know. In the small room that he was tortured in? That they kept him in for so long? Does not ring a bell. No? No. And of course, the guy had been injured, bruised, and bloody. I thought it was that gay bar off of Route 96. He didn't look like a man who could really wield a sword, though. If you know what I mean. Ugh, what is that sm- what- what is that smell? Harry exclaimed, walking up and glancing down at the RV. They had apparently stopped while he had been asleep. How did he not go flying off? Magic. (laughs) There were parked cars all around them, some destroyed or flipped over. Some had dyed bodies in them. Dale was standing right- standing before the front of the RV. Okay, Dale was standing before the RV. Dale was standing in front of the open hood of the RV. Dale was standing at the front of the RV with the top open. But we get Dale was standing before the front of the RV, staring at the car, into the car. Not a car. Not a car. (laughs) Smoke was coming from the car, not a car, and it smelled bad. Though not as bad as the walkers dig, did. What happened? The hose broke again, Dale said. You wouldn't happen to know how to fix it. Harry shook his head and climbed to the side of the RV and hopped down, allowing his inner magic to deliver him safely to the ground. Are you serious? Yep. As a heart attack. He didn't need his wand for that, as long as the distance wasn't too large. As soon as he landed, he realized that he hadn't really checked the ground for anyone that would see him. Rick well, then don't fucking use your magic, Harry! My god! <laughs> Rick was standing right directly in his line of sight, staring at him with wide eyes. Harry, you absolute fucking dumbass! <laughs> you know, it's the end of the world. Just tell them that you're a wizard. Harry wasn't entirely opposed to the idea of letting these people in on a secret. They did seem like they could be trusted. Plus, he had told Jenner the statue of secrecy probably wasn't in effect anymore. Yeah, everyone's fucking dead probably helps more than anything. Harry raised an eyebrow and shuffled around him to go stand next to Dale. He could see Shane looking around a water truck that was partway through the line of cars ahead. Lori, Carol, Sophia, and Carl were walking past cars, occasionally glancing into windows. T-Dog was searching through cars, probably looking for a replacement hose. Are there cars here? No. It's a deserted highway, Saya. Planes planes. Also, why can't Harry just use his magic to fix the hose? Yeah. Just hose reparo. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Harry. Reparo! You can't use a fucking ladder to get off the roof, but... (laughs) You can use magic to get off the roof, but you can't use your magic to fix the hose. Yes. Uh, I don't... I don't know a thing about cars, Harry remarked. The only thing I know about them is how to drive them, and that's it. I didn't even own a car before this. 
We get it, Harry! <laughs> then how then how'd you get around? Glenn asked, glancing at him. I flew, Harry answered, grinning a little. Hey, are we running out of ha uh, are we running out of water? <laughs> I can't say any. I don't remember Shane's voice. Hey, are we running out of water? Shane called over, opening up a door of the water truck. Harry turned to look and heard everyone do the same. There were multiple containers of water in the truck. Were there was there water in the truck? I don't know. Mm. Shane opened the one and stood under it, letting the pouring water act like a shower head. That did happen, That right? did happen. That did happen. Glenn whooped and headed over. Save some for me, man. Is Daryl out hunting or something, Harry? Is Daryl out hunting or something, Harry asked. Was I really asleep that long? No, he keeps an eye on everything, Rick replied. We're sitting ducks here as long as the hose isn't working. Dale turned to look at Harry. I st- I stopped every- I stopped everyone from waking you up. You looked like you needed it. I could have helped, Harry Harry, replied. you can still fucking help. My yeah. god. Dale raised an eyebrow. Okay, so probably not, but I can be useful, Harry commented. I'll go see what I can find out there. Harry heard Dale climb up onto the roof, then strode to the door of the RV and nodded to Andrea before reaching into his trunk. He scooped out the sword that the goblins made him and attached it to his back and slipped on thin gloves that would protect him from the sharp edge. This is the worst crossover in the history of crossovers. This is literally the worst. <laughs> you find anything, Harry asked. Not yet, T-Dog said. I'm just looking in every car. Sounds good. Slow but good. T-Dog sighed. <sighs> they were just heading back to the RV when Harry stiffened, his magic alerting him to something behind him. My magic senses are tingling! There were walkers coming toward them, a lot of walkers. How many? Just a lot. Just a lot. Like, it was 12. But, you know, we we wouldn't be able to hear them shuffling at all because or they're, like, you know, stealthy as fuck. Right, they're so stealthy. They just pop out of nowhere sometimes. He saw Dale and Rick realize it at the same time before they started to move. Rick ran toward Lori, Carl, Sophia, and Carol. Oh my gosh, I always feel like we're just listing every character at all times. Right. Dale lay down flat on the roof. Shane pulled Glenn under the water truck. Harry crouched down and headed to where T-Dog was, but turned to realize that Andrea hadn't noticed yet. Andrea, you dumb bitch. Too, right, too busy <laughs> cleaning or putting her gun back together. And the RV door was open. He pulled out the other, uh, the elder wand and whispered a spell, like a spell, a spell, and watched blue light race from his wand to the door of the RV where it coalesced into a fully formed shield that extended the length and width of the door. Harry nodded to himself, feeling the shield would work, then realized the walkers were almost on them and hurried to where T-Dog had crouched down. A choked off cry made him go faster, racing to stop in front of T-Dog, who had cut himself on a car door. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. Oh, yeah, me too. Blood was flowing down T-Dog's arm at an alarming pace. T-Dog glanced at him, his eyes wide and skin losing color. Then glanced behind him. Harry could hear the moans, hisses, and lumbering footsteps that came from the walkers, and they weren't. The walkers would be on them in a matter of seconds. They would probably be going faster if they could smell the blood, and it was coming from T-Dog's arm but the walkers were moving at their normal pace. Harry narrowed his eyes and pulled on the magic that he rarely used. 
feeling the responding call of the hollows. The magic surrounded him and extended it to go towards his dick and around T-Dog at the same time. <laughs> Harry moved to sit in front of the other man as this, at the same time, feeling the now familiar draw in his energy from both the hollow's magic and the magic that he was using to shield the RV and Andrea. He moved his sword to rest on his left so that it wouldn't hinder him. T-Dog stared at him, eyes widening even more. Your eyes. They're like your mother's. <laughs> T-Dog gasped quietly, half attention half on him and half on the walkers that were now avoiding them. It was like the walkers had immediately been forced away, pushed away from them, like there was a huge space bubble around them that was protecting them, oh, or wow. magic. Harry nodded, vision clouded over with bright gray lights and a few white lights that meant that the group was still alive. He could see Daryl pacing toward them, crouched to hide, and Harry extended the hollow's magic over towards the archer. Daryl stared at Harry, then at the walkers that were avoiding T-Dog, Harry, and himself. He turned back to stare at Harry, only to realize that his dick was hanging out and the man's eyes were glowing. <laughs> the black sword on his lap was of no big deal in comparison. Oh. Unnatural, T-Dog muttered, glancing at Daryl over Harry's shoulders. Shh! Daryl hissed, moving to stand in front of Harry, raising his crossbow to drop any walkers that got too close. This close to the other man, he could feel him start to tremble a little, like he was tired. Daryl, could you bandage his arm? Daryl, could you bandage his arm? Daryl turned to see that Harry was pointing at T-Dog's right arm. T-Dog was right behind Harry, though. Harry's eyes were an eerie sight to behold, glowing bright green. Was he bit? Daryl asked, asked quietly. No, but cut by the car. Harry spoke, slurring a little. Harry could feel the moment that a walker attempted to go past the shield that was protecting the RV. He strengthened the spell while holding onto the magic of the hollows and could visibly feel himself start to sway. At least the pack of walkers was thin thinning out as Harry watched. As less and less walkers went by, Harry started to consider letting the Hollow's magic down. He distinctly could see the few members of the group had vacated the freeway, their white lights disappearing down the side of the hill, and the gray light that was right at the door to the RV had gone, almost as if the walker had died or gotten killed. Harry, you can stop what stop whatever thing you're doing, he sighed and allowed the Hollow's magic to fall away, and he cancelled the spell that was protecting Andrea. I just can't. Just hitting, yeah, just hit cancel. Just hitting F5 on the yeah. bar to cancel it. There were black spots floating in his vision, and he shook his head in an attempt to make them go away. Oh! Harry trailed off, now just now realizing he was swaying even more. The last thing he remembered was slumping up forward against Daryl's dick. Okay. Uh, oh boy, we get some like sort of weird fucking flashbacks from going like on chapter here. one. Even though it's chapter six, yeah. why do we get flashbacks in chapter six to something that happened like, chap like not even that long ago? Chapter six. Interior CDC undetermined location. Time unknown. <laughs> Weather unknown. Hey Daryl, Daryl turned to look at Rick after taking one last glance at the unconscious man that they had found deeper in the building. His dick still hanging out, proud and stiff. Yes. 
Rick had done what he could for the guy's wounds, and the group had all seen the various injuries that the guy had. A few of them were recent, but the rest were all old and scarred over. It made Daryl remember his own scars, and he had to pick he had to back up a few inches from the cot they had placed the guy on. Yeah. Rick raised an eyebrow, searching Daryl for a minute before saying what he wanted. Would you mind keeping an eye on him? Why me? You're least likely to start a fight with him, Rick replied steadily. I recognize the look in the guy's eyes when we found him. We do not want to back him into a corner. Daryl nodded. I'll do it. Thanks. And flashback. Now. <laughs> Interior. Exterior. We don't fucking know. Exterior. Highway. Time. Undetermined. Day. <laughs> it's daytime. Harry woke up to Dale's anxious look and to the sun further down in the sky than oh, he had Oh, I was wrong. It's been. evening. Mm. It was probably mid-afternoon by the looks of it. Oh, well, that answered that. What's wrong? Dale raised an eyebrow but didn't comment on the obvious elephant. On the road! On the road! His strange powers. Ah, yes, there's just an elephant on the road. Yep, just a giant elephant rampaging down the road. Dick hard. Yes. <laughs> A.K.A. Harry. Destroying every walker yep. in the vicinity. With its dick. Yes. <laughs> Sophia's missing. Two walkers ran her off the road, and now everyone's looking for her. Sophia, Harry repeated, stretching for a minute before getting up. So that was... I'll go look for her. I might be of some help. Daryl's a good tracker, Dale remarked. He'll probably be able to find her. Why didn't you guys wake me up before, though? Harry asked, looking around the road. This sounds familiar. It does. Yeah. You looked exhausted, Dale explained, at least according to Daryl and T-Dog. You pretty much fucking fainted, Harry. Yeah. Harry glanced over to where T-Dog was sitting... Be, by the RV, then back to Dale. He walked over to the front of the RV and studied it for a minute before pulling out his holly wand. He didn't pull out the elder wand because he wanted the RV to still be standing when he finished with this. What? I don't know. And his magic had taken a big energy hit from using death magic to shield Daryl, T-Dog, and himself. Necromancy? doesn't sound right. Oh. Death magic and necromancy are kind of the same thing, I thought. Could be wrong. I mean, necromancers are just belated healers. That's true. Ugh. Harry, what are you? Harry murmured the exact charm he wanted and felt a little pull on his magic, aka his dick. <laughs> the front of the RV glowed really lightly, then settled. The RV should be repaired now, Harry explained. Let me know if anything else is wrong. Or if it's not. I never really know with these electronics and cars. At least, it hasn't exploded yet. T-Dog and Dale's eyes widened. I'm kidding, Harry said, mouth turning up into a hesitant grin. It's not going to explode. Harry ran over to the edge of the hill, stared down at it, then glanced back at Dale and T-Dog. They were both staring at him, a mixture of bewildered and fear in their eyes. 
I'll explain later when Sophia's been found, okay? So never. Harry asked, that sound acceptable? Rick and Shane both wanted explanations, Dale said. We all want answers. I know, let me go find Carol's girl, Harry replied, then jumped over the railing, fluidly shifting into his animagus form in the air. He's not an animagus, though. He took off at a full run, paused, gaining traction on the decline better than he would have been on two legs. He kept his ears wide to hear walkers or people or kids. Kids are not people, apparently. I guess. And since he couldn't use magic in this form, well, nothing except the incantation to change back, he would need to avoid any walkers. Harry also didn't want to lead any back to the road or into his group of people. If Shiva could attack a whole herd of walkers, he can attack a whole herd of walkers in panther form. Bitch. Though, come to think of it, it would be hilarious to lead walkers into a trap. Or even better, lead them on a wild goose chase. Harry huffed out a breath and stuck his nose to the ground looking for any sign of da 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 da. Is he a dog? I guess. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> dog suddenly. There. Fe fear from Sophia. Sweat. A little tinge of fear, worry, and plenty of determination from Rick. Harry turned in that direction and galloped off, smelling the little creek before he went headlong into it. The water splashed around him and he jumped out of it immediately, some cat instinct making him hate it. Panthers actually like to be in the water. Yeah, a lot of bigger animals actually want to, like tigers swim. Yeah. But he did notice the little thicket of bushes where Sophia's trail went in. Harry also smelled Daryl's scent around the thicket above the water, so he scrambled up the bank, shook the water off his coat like a dog, and yeah. ran. Even though, don't panthers kind of have, like, it's not waterproof, but it's water resistant. Yeah, kind of like polar bears. And tigers. Yeah. Yeah. He had been running for a while, following Sophia's scent for about 20 minutes before he heard the distinct sound of light footsteps and, and growling. Multiple growls. Two. That was oddly spaced up. That was. Yeah. Harry raced ahead, changing shape from one step to another. Sophia! Harry ran, speed increasing as he spotted the little girl. She was trying to climb a tree ahead of no less than three walkers. She screamed when one of the walkers got a hold of her ankle. Harry, help! I don't know why she was suddenly British. I, I have no idea why she's still alive right now either. Don't stop climbing, Sophia. I'm coming. I'm not, not going to say what I'm I was going to say. Anything now. Harry raced ahead, pulling, already pulling out his wand with his other hand and casting a cutting charm at the walker who had Sophia's ankle. Wait, didn't he say previously that magic didn't work on walkers? Yes, he did. Well, shit. Well, now he's about to use it. On a walker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The walker stopped, swayed a little, then dropped, and Harry cast more cutting charms, sectum sepra. If I'm sectum sepra, yeah, I think that's it. More cutting charms at the second and third walker, as if in sync, both leftover walkers dropped like stones, now dead, 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 dead. Harry stood there, breathing heavily, before walking up toward the three and stopping at the trunk. He glanced at the tree, eyes moving over the limbs until he saw Sophia. Are they dead? 
Sophia asked, watching from the tree limb she was on. I'm not moving unless they're dead. They're dead, Harry called up quietly, keeping an eye out for more. You want to? A gunshot rang out in the silence, far off in the distance. Harry stiffened and turned to give the tree his back. What? What? He's turned his back to the tree. Yeah. Sophia, stay up. Sophia, stay up there for another minute, okay? Are you hurt? Okay, Harry. Uh, I don't think it got me. Sophia replied quietly, crawling down the tree slowly. Stay up in the tree, you dumb child. Stay in the tree. She stayed on the tree limb that was the closest to the ground, obeyed what Harry had told her to do. But... Harry turned to look at Sophia, raised an eyebrow. The walker who had... The walker who had your ankle, did it scratch you? No. Good, Harry responded, sighing in relief. He turned to scan the surroundings for more walkers and saw none. Harry? Harry? That was only one shot, Sophia said as Harry turned to look at her again. Yes, I was wondering the same thing, Harry commented. Okay, come on down. I'll catch you if you want to jump. Sophia looked at him, nodded, stood up on the tree limb, then jumped, landing safely in Harry's arms. He scanned her with his magic, just to be sure, and placed a kiss on her head when she started to tremble. Why is some strange man kissing her? I'm um, uncomfortable. Kissing her on the head is like a comfort thing, and he probably misses his own daughter, because mm -hmm. he thinks she's dead. But still... Uh, I mean, as a child, in my point of view, I'd be like, um... Who is this stranger? Stranger danger! Even if he did make me chocolate chip waffles. <laughs> Remember that? He bribed God. them with chocolate chip waffles! So stupid. <laughs> and eggs that were surprisingly not rotten. Yes. And orange juice that surprisingly didn't expire. Yes. <sighs> You're okay. You're okay, Sophia. Harry murmured. Got you. Let's see where the others have gotten to. In fact, Harry lowered her to the ground and kneeled, staring into her eyes. Sophia, we're a long way from the group, and I'm a little worried about what that gunshot meant. It could be anything. Oh, isn't this? Is this when Carl gets shot? Mm -hmm. Oh shit. That part. How about I show you one of my secrets? Sophia raised an eyebrow. What kind of secret? The kind where I can turn into an animal. <laughs> God. He replied, keeping an eye on their surroundings. We would be faster if I shifted and carried you. But people Stop. can't do that. Stop. What? Stop. This is so, <laughs> this is so creepy. But people can't do that. Sophia said, crossing her arms. Harry smiled. Some people can, and I would be one of them. Now, if we run into Daryl on the way back, tell them not to shoot me. And you know the others, too. <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> Sophia, dude, what the fuck? This dude turned into a panther right in front of my eyes? A like... motherfucking panther. Oh, God. Sophia giggled and waited, watching him with rapt eyes. Yeah, rapt attention. I guess. That's usually when I see that used. With rapt attention. Uh, that's kind of... Harry backed up a little and whispered the incantation, shifting... You know, there shouldn't be an incantation he has to whisper. It just happens. Unless he's, I don't know. Shifting back into his panther form, he stretched a little, kneading the ground, and turned to look at Sophia, whose eyes had widened. She stepped backward, hitting the tree. Harry started to purr, dropping his shoulders and legs to the ground as if bowing. 
He presented his side and waited. Sophia stared at him and took a cautious step toward him. Harry waited, shock still upon Sophia, was at his side and then turned to look at him. Kitty? It's definitely not a kitty. No. Harry chuffed out a cat equivalent of a laugh and nudged her closer to him with his nose. Sophia seemed to steady herself and grabbed onto some of his fur, pulling herself onto him. Harry turned to search for her. Harry turned to search her, making sure she was securely on securely, then took off, following his nose and backtracking. He also made sure to swerve to avoid walkers, taking a detour that would still get them where he had heard the gunshot. Harry! Sophia called out excitedly. He took them through the woods, dodging one or two walkers. It was 15 minutes before he started to smell blood. He yelled quietly and slowed down, feeling Sophia, Sophia tighten her grip on his fur. What do you smell? Harry crept closer, sliding in between two trees and saw a dead deer. A buck by the looks of it. Harry winced and stalked closer, though not getting too close to spare Sophia. Harry, I don't want to get closer, Sophia whispered, leaning against him. He nodded, picking up another blood trail and stiffened. He picked up a faster pace, letting Sophia steady herself again, then took off running following Rick, Carl, and Shane's trail. There was also another smell, but it was unfamiliar. Man by the smell of it. Gross. Dirty, stinky man sweat. Yeah. <laughs> One of them must have been injured, Harry thought, as they followed the drops of blood. They weaved between trees and counted a dead walker, swerved around to avoid it and pass the forest park. Harry, I see... Mr. Shane! Sophia called out over the wind as he ran. Dang, he's running fast. Panthers can run pretty fast. I know, like 30 miles an hour yeah. and she's still on his back. He narrowed his eyes, not even showing his face and spotted the two men. One familiar and one unfamiliar. Harry slowed down as to not overtake the two. He really didn't want to spook either of them as they were both carrying rifles and they looked Tense, running like they were being chased. They also weren't injured by the smell of it. <laughs> Incredible. Ugh. I spat on my screen a lot. You did. That was very dramatic. <laughs> I can eat, get even more dramatic. It's still going. I, I'm watching it. Keep going. Chapter 7. This dick. Specifically, this dick. Yeah. Harry kept a mile between the two men as they ran over the grassy fields. There were cows spread out sporadically through the fields, and some had noticed the two of them. Harry, the cows here, Sophia whispered. I think they're getting nervous. Yeah. You're no, a fucking panther. He's a motherfucking panther. <laughs> God damn. God damn it, Harry. He stopped and turned to see what Sophia was talking about. She was right. The cows were starting to low, low quietly. I don't know what that means. Slowly walking closer together. He sighed and turned to look at Sophia, nudging her with his nose. You want me off? Sophia asked, tilting her head. He nodded, and Sophia slid off, loosening her grip on his fur. 
He took a step backwards, kept an eye on where Shane and the strange man were heading, then shifted back. He stretched a little, then turned to gaze at the white farmhouse. Sophia, do you want me to carry you, or can you run with me? Harry asked, peering down at her. Can you carry me, please? Sophia questioned, yawning. Of course. Harry scooped her up and started off in the direction of the farmhouse, eyeing the blood trail that was right alongside his path. That's a big blood trail that they can easily see see in in the dark. In the grass. In the dark with these eyes? Uh He needs glasses to see. He does. As the two of them went through the open gate on the field and approached the house, he could see Rick and Shane on the porch. As the two men moved, Harry got a look at Rick's shirt and police uniform, which were both covered in blood. You hurt, Harry called out, startling the two men. Shane raised his shotgun as he turned around only to lower it when he saw Harry. Then he raised it back up again because it's Harry. (laughs) And then shot Harry straight in the fucking face. Oh, God. Effectively ending the story. Both Rick and Shane's eyes widened when they saw whom Harry was carrying. Strange place to use whom. Yep. Sophia, Shane asked roughly. Yeah, Sophia returned, glancing at the two men from her spot in Harry's arms. You found her, Rick asked quietly as Harry walked up the steps of the house. Rick was pale, bleary-eyed, and rocking back on his feet. Obviously something had happened as the other man didn't look injured, but what? Harry hoped that it wasn't that no one had gotten bitten. He hadn't been able to save anyone that had gotten bitten or scratched. Yeah, what happened? Harry asked, slowly lowering Sophia to the floor. She immediately grasped his hand, though, and he returned the grasp. We heard the gunshot. Carl's been shot, Rick murmured. It just throws that straight the fuck out there. He's been shot the first time. The first time. The yes. first time he was shot. This is the first time he's been shot. Harry winced. Is there a doctor here? Is that... Name's Herschel, Rick said loosely, gesturing inside. All right, Harry replied, nodding. He need any help? Shane turned to look at him. You a doctor? Not quite, but if he needs help in there, yes. So I'm not a doctor, but I am in fact a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I have magic that can help. Harry replied, then peered down at Sophia at her tug. Carl's hurt, Sophia asked, glancing up at them. Yeah, looks like it, Harry remarked, glancing between Rick and Shane. Is Harry just going to become Sophia's new dad or something? Oh, God. Could I see him? Sophia asked. Uh, perhaps later, Harry replied. How about I take you back to your mother for now? But I want to stay here, Sophia said, frowning. What if Carl... Carl will be fine, Harry stated steadily, feeling both Rick and Shane's eyes on him. If you want to stay, stay close to me, okay? Let's go inside. Shane guided... Rick inside held the door open for Harry and Sophia. Harry trailed behind the two former police officers, sheriffs, sheriff and deputy, sheriff and deputy, as they went into the house. The house was homey and felt like it had seen a lot of love and warmth. It's not what the barn is going to be saying later. (laughs) Oh, God. 
<laughs> Is he okay? Oh, wait, I thought that was Sophia. <laughs> Is he okay? Shane asked as they walked into the bedroom where Carl was. There was an older man working alongside an older woman with two younger women on the other side of the bed. Harry assumed that the older man that was sitting by Carl was the doctor that Rick had mentioned, Herschel, if he had heard correctly. Another older man was standing in the doorway and Harry realized that he was the man that had been running with Shane. Carl was on the bed, very pale and limp. Harry could see sweat dripping down the boy's forehead and then there was the gunshot wound on his stomach. Oh. Good observation, Harry. Yeah, you know where the stomach is. Mm -hmm. Good. Herschel had a towel placed where the wound was. Had apparently cleaned up the blood from it. There was an IV already hooked up to Carl's right arm, held by one of the younger women. You want to take over your Herschel was holding a cloth to Carl's stomach and had paused for a minute to look up at them. You know his blood type? Herschel asked, glancing up at Rick. A positive. Same as mine, Rick asserted, going over to stand at the foot of the bed. Shane went to stand next to Rick and Harry moved to sit across from the bed, Sophia following. Good. Don't stray too far from the bed, Herschel said. We'll be needing you. Anything I can do to help? Anything I can do to help? Harry asked tentatively, peering down at Sophia when he heard her yawn. Get Sophia out of the room, Shane suggested. That's not a suggestion, that's a command. I'll t I'll take- I'll take- I'll take her to get something to eat, the blonde young woman offered. I'm bad. Harry raised an eyebrow, studying the woman for a mo- for a minute before nodding. She looked kind of like Luna Lovegood. Mm-hmm. You sh- you sure? Beth nodded, smiling a little. She probably shouldn't be in here for this. She looks exhausted, too. Okay. Harry agreed, kneeling down to look at Sophia. Thanks. Harry? Sophia, you want to go with Beth here? She'll get you something to eat and drink, Harry explained, drawing the girl out of the room. You'll be safe here, and you don't want to be here for whatever comes. <laughs> but Carl, I'm worried, Sophia murmured. He'll be fine, I'm sure of it, okay? Harry said, then stiffened when they heard a scream. Sophia's eyes widened and she winced. Sophia, go with Beth, Harry murmured. She'll get you something to eat. Okay, Sophia said quietly, turning to look at Beth, who reached out a hand. Sophia reached out to grasp, grasp Beth's hand, and Harry watched the two of them walk into the what could be a kitchen. Harry strode back into the room where Carl was, winced when Carl continued to scream. Herschel was going through the wound with a scalpel, trying to find the shrapnel pieces. With no anesthetics or sedatives, Carl was twitching around, trying to escape the source of pain. Oh, look, a tater tot. Hi, potato. Stop! Shane called out as he was sitting on the bed, holding Carl down. Harry flinched a little and glanced to where the older woman was getting Rick ready to give Carl blood. You're killing him! Rick insisted half turning away from the woman who was sticking a needle in his arm. Rick! 
Rick, do you want him to live? He needs blood! Herschel said, raising his voice to be heard above over the chaos. Harry padded over to the bedside and laid his hand on Carl's forehead, murmuring the incantation for spelled sleep, and willed it into working without a wand. (laughs) As he was beginning to find out, his magic obeyed his will very easily. Manny could have broken out of the CDC far earlier. I know. Knocking Carl out in a matter of seconds. What'd you do? Shane yelled, glaring at him. I just put him to sleep, Harry said, returning to the glare and raising his voice a little. He's just asleep, passed out, whatever you want to call it. He's not dead, though. I can't, again, you have to specify. (laughs) that he's not dead. Herschel nodded, not even looking at them. Harry could see a few shrapnel pieces beyond the scalpel that the older man was using, and he winced. The bullet apparently had not gone straight through Carl. He is just asleep, whatever you do, whatever you did, thank you. I don't know who was talking. Me neither. Harry frowned, then went to lean against the wall. He could feel Rick and Shane staring at his ass. (laughs) What the hell are you? Shane asked as the older woman pulled a chair up to the bedside up to the bed besides Herschel for Rick to sit in. That didn't make sense. Um, the older woman pulled a chair up to the bedside for... up to the bed next to Herschel for Rick to sit in. It's... It's all just a train wreck. It's a train wreck. Look, you guys! Look, you guys want answers and I'm entirely willing to give them! Harry stated. But now, not now, I will wait until Carl's stable and okay, if that's alright with you two. I can wait. Glancing at Shane with a questioning look. Lori, she doesn't know. You need to stay, Herschel said, drawing away from Carl and gesturing at Rick. He glanced between Harry and Rick before focusing on Shane. No more yelling in here. It's not good for the boy. If you want to yell at him, take it outside. I'll handle everything else, Shane said as blood started to slide from Rick's arm to Carl's. I don't exactly know how to perform surgery for a bullet wound, Harry commented, starting to pace near the wall. Every other minute, he watched Herschel dig through Carl's stomach for the bullet fragments. Otherwise, I'd be helping him now. You're a doctor and you don't know how to perform surgery. Shane yelled, glaring at him. Why is Shane yelling so much? That's just John Bernthal's voice. That's true. (laughs) I said I wasn't a doctor, but I am close enough. Harry retorted, then stopped in front of Shane and pointed at the door. If you're going to continue to yell at me, then get out. It's not good for patients for their sick rooms to be loud. I know emotions are running high right now, but that's no excuse for this. You should know that. Harry, that was so fucking bitchy. (laughs) Do you just, like, there there is not, like, one paragraph I can get through in this fucking story without Harry being a bitch. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh my god, you know what we haven't heard? What? About something about him being 
prisoner in the CDC for a while. That's because Carl got shot. He, okay. It's too rude for him to bring it up. You're right. <laughs> I too got shot while in prison. <laughs> I was shot while I was in prison at the CDC. <sighs> Shane glared at him, looked to Rick who was staring at Carl. Harry continued to point at the door, hand going for his wand before Shane sighed and walked out of the room. Totally doing that hair thing that he does in the show all the time. Yep. Is this an is it is this enough blood for him? Rick asked, a voice a little hoarse. No, but it's enough for now, Herschel answered, glancing up at Harry. We didn't. We don't have much in the way of painkillers here. Do you have any with you? Harry strode over to stand next to Rick, who was getting up. Not with me. I would need to go back to the highway for my trunk. I'm Harry, by the way. Mm. Harry Potter. Slow, Harry murmured. You just gave blood. Take it slowly, okay? Where'd Shane go? Rick asked as he stood up and swayed a little. I sent him out, Harry muttered, yelling at me and all that. Wouldn't Rick have heard that if everybody's in the same fucking room? I guess not. <laughs> Harry listened as Shane and Otis talked to... We suddenly know his name. Yes, we do. I guess. Harry listened as Shane and Otis talk, talked about going over to the nearest high school to get medical supplies. The other younger woman had already gone off to fetch Lori and Henry walked over to Henry? a window. Henry? Did you say Henry? I said Lori. No, you said and Henry. And Harry walked <laughs> over to a window, watched her lead a horse out of a barn. We should... We should let no Carol. We should let Carol know that you found Sophia," Rick said as they watched Shane and Otis drive off in a blue pickup truck, specifically a blue pickup truck. Specifically. Yeah, Harry trailed off, glancing back toward the road as they walked back inside. Harry laid a hand on Rick's back briefly, slowly lowering it to his backside. Yes. Stopping him from doubling over. I might have an idea about that. He really didn't want to operate back to the highway, but luckily the rest of the group was still in the forest. Not yet back at the cars. <clears throat> I'm really hurting my voice here. And that was the case. He really didn't want to operate to a random spot in the forest either. Hell, he had stopped evaporating a few months back as he wasn't always sure that, that there were no walkers at his landing point. But... Can't, couldn't you just like show up for like a second and then be like, ah, shit, walkers, and then bye. Disapparate. Yeah. <laughs> Disapparate. Rick stopped it to look at him, raised an eyebrow. I, I know of a, oh wait, this is Harry. I, I know of a way to send messages. Let me call an owl real quick. Not really, though. Harry explained, fidgeting a little. It's not a regular way, though. I don't think Carl has a radio, Rick said. I don't have one either. This, I suppose, is only seeing is believing and all. Harry said, drawing his wand slowly and whispering the incantation for his Patronus. Why Expecto is... Patronum! Why the fuck is he summoning his Patronus? I don't know! Let's find out. The ever-familiar translucent blue deer leapt from his wand, 
Han turned around and stopped in front of Rick, whose eyes were wide. What? What is that? It's called a Patronus! Carrie continued as prongs, stared at the man, then trotted back to Harry and stood at attention. Did he name it that for real? Is that no, it? that's not what it's called. Prongs is the nickname of his father, who was an animagus who turned into a stag. You don't necessarily name your Patronus. At least, like... I know people can't see me right now, but... Like, she's having a moment. I'm just so shooketh. She is very shooketh. But yeah, um, Prongs was his dad's nickname in okay. school. Um, his dad was Prongs. His... Uh, so how... Does it talk to people? No. Can it speak? It doesn't talk. Okay. It does not talk. This will be interesting. <laughs> it just moves around. It's supposed to ward off... It helps ward off Dementors. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, isn't it supposed to be something that, like, makes people happy? It's, um, it doesn't make you happy. It's the summoning of, like, when you summon your Patronus, you think of the happiest moment in your life. And that is, like, that kind of goes in hand in hand with the Bogart a little, I guess. Because with a Bogart, you think of the scariest, you think of the thing that scares you the most. Mm -hmm. But with a Patronus, you think of the thing that has made you happy, like, um... So he can communicate with this, like, sentient... No. In no. the story. In the story, in yeah. the story thus far. I are in the, in the actual books, no. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm looking up the Patronus charm real quick. I know the Walking Dead universe decently well, but I have no idea what... Goes okay. down in the Harry Potter universe. Let's, let me, um, let's, Patronus Charm. The Patronus is the most famous and famously difficult defensive charm. The aim is to produce a silvery white guardian or protector which takes the form of an animal. The exact form of the Patronus will not be apparent until the spell has been successfully cast. One of the most powerful defensive charms known to wizard kind, the Patronus can also be used as a messenger between wizards! As a pure protective magical concentration of happiness and hope, the recollection of a single talisman memory is essential in its creation. It is the only spell effective against Dementors. The majority of witches and wizards are unable to produce Patronuses and do so generally considered a mark of superior magical ability. Some witches and wizards may manage on incorporeal Patronus which resembles a mass or wisp of silvery vapor or smoke. In some cases, a witch or wizard may choose to produce an incorporeal Patronus delivery, deliberately if he or she wishes to disguise the form it generally takes. Remus Lupin, for instance, is afraid that his corporal Patronus gives, away too, gives too much away. The incorporeal Patronus is not a true Patronus and will give limited protection. It cannot provide the defensive power of the corporal Patronus, which has the form and substance of an animal. The Patronus charm is one of the most ancient of charms and appears in many accounts of early magic. In spite of a long association with those fighting for lofty or noble causes, those able to produce corporal Patronuses were often elect elected to high office within the Wizengama and Ministry of Magic. The Patronus, the Patronus is not unknown among dark wizards. While there is a widespread and justified belief that a wizard who is not of pure heart cannot produce a successful Patronus, the most famous example of the spell backfiring is that of dark wizard Ra Ras 
Rasidon? Rasidon? Rasidion? Who was devoured by maggot maggots? A few, a rare few witches and wizards of questionable morals have succeeded in producing the charm. Dolores Umbridge, for example, is able to conjure a cat Patronus to protect yourself from dementors. It may be that a true and confident belief in the rightness of one's actions can supply the necessary happiness. However, most such men and women who become de desensitized to the effects of the dark creatures with whom they may ally themselves regard the Patronus as an unnecessary spell to have in their arsenal. No reliable system for predicting the form of an individual's Patronus have, uh, has ever been found, although the great 18th century researcher of charms, Professor Catulus Spangle, set forth certain principles that there are widely accepted as true. The Patronus asserted Spangle... The Patronus, asserted Spangle, represents that which is hidden, unknown, but necessary within the personality. For it is evident, he writes in his masterwork, Charms of Defense and Deterrence, that a human confronted with inhuman evil, such as the Dementor, must draw upon resources he or she may never have needed, and the Patronus is the awakened secret self that lies dormant until needed, but which must now be brought to light. Here, says Spangle, is the explanation for the appearances of Patronuses in forms that their casters may, might not expect, for which they have never felt a particular affinity, or in rare cases even recognize. Spangle is interesting on the subject of those unusual witches and wizards who produce, who produce a Patronus that takes the form of their favorite animal. It is my firm belief that such a Patronus is an indicator of obsession or eccentricity. Here is a wizard who may not be able to hide their essential self in common life, who may, indeed, parade tendencies that others might prefer to conceal. Whatever the form of their Patronus, you would, well, you would be well advised to show respect and occasionally caution toward, towards a witch or wizard who produces the Patronus of their choice. The form of the Patronus may change during the course of a witch or wizard's life. Instances have been known of the form of the Patronus transferring due to behaviorment, falling in love, or profound shifts in a person's character. Thus, Nymphadora Tonks' Patronus changes from a jackrabbit to a wolf, not a werewolf, when she falls in love with Remus Lupin. Some witches and wizards may be unable to produce a Patronus at all until they have undergone some kind of psychic shock. It is, un it is usual, but not inevitable, for a Patronus to take the form of an animal commonly found in the caster's native country. Given their long affinity with humans, it is perhaps unsurprising that among the most common Patronuses, although it must be remembered that any corporal Patronuses is highly unusual, are dogs, cats, and horses. However, every Patronus is as unique as its creator, and even identical twins have been known to produce very different Patronuses. Extinct Patronuses are very rare, but not unknown. Strangely, given their long connection with wizard kind, owl Patronuses are unusual. Most uncommon of all Patronuses are magical creatures such as dragons, Restrals and phoenixes. Never forget, though, that one of the most famous Patronuses of all time was a lowly mouse, which belonged to a legendary young wizard called Ilias, who used it to hold off an attack from an army of Dementors single-handedly. While a rare and magical Patronus undoubtedly reflects an unusual personality, it does not follow that it is more powerful or will enjoy greater success at defending its caster. Saya did not get any of that. No. Basically, it's used between wizards to communicate. I uh, pulled that out of there. <laughs> I hurt my voice. My voice box hurts, damn it. 
Harry continued his prongs, stared at the other man, then trotted back to Harry and stood at attention. No threat right now, prongs, just a message. The buck nodded, waiting. The buck nodded, waited. Harry recited the message, then watched his prongs gallop, galloped off, blue mist trailing it. That, that's gonna let Carol know, Rick asked, still staring at where the ghost deer had run off. Was it really magic? Harry asked, pure magic. It's what I am, a wizard. I'm a wizard, Rick. What? <laughs> Rick's jaw dropped and looked like he was about to say something when they both heard Herschel yelling. Harry, you said you were a doctor. Patricia came out gesturing for them to follow her into the house. Oh, they were in the house? They were outside? They were outside. Oh, I thought they were in the house. No, they were outside. My God, okay. They watched so Shane stupid. and that other dude. Oh, they could have looked through the window. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Harry uh, said as the three of them ran into the room where Carl was. What? He's not breathing, Herschel yelled. Harry stiffened, seeing Rick pale even more, and then hurried over to the bedside. Carl was indeed not breathing, lying so still on the bed, so Harry glanced quickly at Rick and Herschel, then pulled out his wand and cast an old spell. It was a spell that he had come across studying to be a healer after the war. He became not a healer. He didn't become a healer. One that if you're desperate, written above it. Wait, one that had if you're desperate written above it. He had never used it before, but well, he was desperate. They were desperate. <clears throat> Carl's eyes flickered open and started to glow, and distantly Harry realized his eyes had started to glow too. Harry breathed deeply on purpose and watched Carl take a breath too. With each breath Harry took, Carl took a breath. Harry! Rick asked hesitantly, looking between the man and his his kid. The man whose eyes were glowing much like he had seen back on the highway. Daryl had been right. I'm breathing for him, Harry answered quietly. This will keep him alive until Shane and Otis get back from the high school. But I can't help with anything else now, as it requires all of my concentration to keep this spell going. I, Harry said as Rick, as Carl said the same exact thing. <laughs> Effectively scaring everyone. Scaring the absolute shit out of everyone. <sighs> Chapter 8 What the hell is he doing? Harry glanced to the other side of the bed, realizing that he hadn't heard Laurie and Rick come back into the room. Maggie, the other daughter of Herschel, had apparently come back with Laurie a few minutes ago. Laurie, he's helping Carl breathe. <laughs> I just had to say it in that tone of voice. I'm that sorry. works, though. Rick whispered, nodding at Harry. Helping him breathe? How? Laurie questioned. Oh, he's so cute. Blackberry's still being cute. And why isn't he answering? He needs to focus, Rick replied, shrugging a little. I don't know how or what it is that he's doing, but he's making it so Carl keeps on breathing. Oh my god. The country bumpkin way of yeah. magic. I can talk some, Harry finally said slowly, peering up at Rick and Laurie. Herschel and the older woman came in, with Patricia setting up a blood transfusion line again. Just don't ask complicated questions. Why are your eyes glowing? Laurie asked, keeping her voice loud. What? 
Didn't they just explain this? Complicated questions, Harry reminded them, taking a purposeful deep breath and blinking a few times. He had realized that he only glowed when he was using the death magic, but apparently the spell he had used was an ancient enough spell, or at least powerful enough spell, for his magic to literally show itself. Ask me later. Will he be okay? Lori questioned, stroking Carl's hair. Rick moved into the other chair, let Patricia put in the needle and tubing to transfer blood. Assuming Shane and Otis get back quickly, Herschel said, glancing at Harry briefly before checking Carl's pulse. Yes, I'll do my best. I don't know Shane very well, but he seems like he'll get the job done, Harry remarked slowly. He would have looked through the sight that the death magic brought him, but he couldn't do any other spell right now, otherwise Carl would quit breathing. Do you know if Carol got my message? Harry could feel Laurie's questioning gaze and Rick's more or less grateful look on him. They're driving over here now that the RV is repaired. Harry nodded slightly. You found Sophia? Lori asked, raising an eyebrow. Yeah, Harry started peering down at Carl briefly. Who was talking every time he talked. Yes. The kid was still under his sleeping spell, breathing calmly enough. He trusted Herschel to do whatever else needed to be done in regards to getting the fragments out of Carl. She was about to be eaten by walkers, but yeah, she went with... Beth? Beth? Who's that? Rick asked quietly. My youngest daughter, Herschel said. She's good with kids. Sophia! Harry smiled at hearing Carol's tentative and yet desperate voice in the house. The sun had gone down without any sign of Shane and Otis, and that was more than a little worrying. Carl was hanging on, but Harry wasn't sure if the kid would be able to hang on for a lot longer. He had heard the distinctive roar of Daryl's motorcycle. And instantly got a boner. Yes. Causing Carl to get one as well. And everyone was confused. <laughs> He's eight! Yeah, that's why I said it. Everyone was confused. <laughs> Barry's looking at me like, like he's so angry. And I'm laughing. Jesus. And the other vehicles that they had. He had heard as well. It was good, Harry figured, to have their group together again, even with Shane gone. Don't know why that was important. <laughs> Rick and Laurie were sitting in chairs by the bed, talking quietly to each other. They were obviously exhausted, probably Rick more than Laurie at this point. Rick had given at least two, maybe three pints of blood this afternoon, and he was definitely paler. Mama! Sophia! Everybody keeps going. Would someone, Harry started glancing up at Glenn and surprisingly Daryl as they shuffled inside the room. His boner got bigger. Yes. Not gonna follow it up. <laughs> Everyone's here, Glenn said, glancing at Harry and doing a double take as he saw the glow that was emanating from the other man. What? Harry snorted. 
<sighs> Fought back, yawn. Explanations later. You doing okay? Daryl asked, staring at Harry briefly before glancing to Rick and Lori. And then glancing back at Harry's owner. Yes. Licking his lips. This is like... This is, like, weirdly written in, like, script format as to where everybody's, like, sight line is, and it's, like, weirding me out. It is kind of like that. Um. He's hanging in there, Lori replied, strained, hesitant smile on her face. Shane and Otis need to get their butts back here. You okay? Daryl questioned, looking at Harry, who started a little... Yeah, I'm okay. Tired, Harry answered, eyes widening as Carl started to twitch even through the sleeping spell. Herschel peered down at Carl, even as the boy started to moan. What's happening? Rick asked, standing up quickly and almost falling over if Laurie hadn't caught him. He's not supposed... Harry blinked. His breathing spell was still working, so that wasn't it. It was... He's not getting enough blood, Herschel ex explained, looking a little bewildered. If his wide eyes were doing were anything to go by. If Harry wasn't doing what he's doing, he would be having a fit right now. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness Harry could save the day. Thank goodness thank Harry's goodness. magic saved everything, thus causing little tension. Because all the tension is gone right now. Yes. Because Sophia's found. Shane and Otis just need to get back. That's the only thing going on in the story. The only tension we have going on is will they, won't they with Daryl and Harry. Yes, which is literally the most unnecessary fucking plot point in this <laughs> godforsaken story. Yep. <laughs> Two characters that I would have never imagined fucking. Daryl and Harry. Derry. Derry. <laughs> Harold. Harold. Derry. <laughs> Derry is having a fit right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The Derry fandom is gonna burn down this apartment. Ah. <laughs> uh, I gotta yawn again. Here, I can give more, Rick said, sitting down again. He pulled back his sleeves and just patted his arm like, Yeah, I can do it! No, take it from my thigh! Look at him being, he's just so done. He's done. He's just he's like, like I just want to take a nap in my small little curled up ball. On the desk, right next to the keyboard and the mouse. But no, you guys have to be loud right now. No, you can't, Harry spoke and glanced up at Daryl and Glenn. Would one of you go get my trunk out of the RV, assuming someone drove it here? Wouldn't it be heavy? Glenn asked. No, it won't be. It's special like that, Harry said with a small smile. But it has a few things that should be able to help Carl at least until Shane and Otis get back. Couldn't it just heal him? It could, but... There still has to be some tension. Some tension. And even. Shane has to be a dick and kill someone. Because <laughs> we need more of a reason to hate Shane and fall in love with Harry, even though that's definitely not happening for me. Nope. I'm a Shane stan all the way. She is, even though he, like, purposely killed 
Bernthal. I'm a John Bernthal lady. She is a John Bernthal lady. Like, I just love him as an actor. Shane was fine until he got Otis killed. I don't care that I much for Otis, but... I think he is but... just, like, literally so adorable. He's, like, one of those people where, like... Um, this is why I think you'd like Diego in the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, he's like, the first time, the first time I ever heard John Bernthal speak out of character, I almost fell off my fucking chair. Oh boy! Because I had seen him first in The Walking Dead, and then because I'm a huge Marvel stan, I uh, have a tattoo, The Punisher, and everything. I was like, oh, fuck me up, John Bernthal's playing The Punisher. Uh, so I was watching interviews of The Punisher, and uh, I heard him talk for the first time, not in his screen tone, and I almost fell out of my goddamn chair. And then uh, I didn't know Ben Barnes was English either. No one knows. No. I was like, oh, that's a surprise there, too. The Brits are tricky. I know. I mean, they got us with frickin' Andrew Lincoln, too. Right. Also, uh, JDM, when he's just talking normal, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are you people? Uh, Daryl nodded slightly and shuffled back out of the room without a word. Glenn turned around and followed him. <laughs> Harry was about to focus back on Carl, who was once again quiet and still when he felt something. A feeling that was familiar to when he had felt all of the scientists' deaths back in the CDC. Except this felt like it was coming from far away. He raised an eyebrow, feeling he had a bad suspicion that either Shane or Otis were not making it back. You know what, Harry? How can you sense that from so fucking far away? Because he's magic. You want me to keep going? Um, oh god, this is uh, I, uh, I can take <clears throat> You need to make a choice, Herschel murmured, looking between Rick and Louie. Lori. Louie. 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 Do it now, or Harry winced, still sitting on the bed with Carl, still breathing for him. He could feel Carl slipping away, could see the light that Carl was flickering almost out of the corner of his eyes. He wished this breathing spell that he was working didn't allow him to do anything major, or else he would be doing all that he could to keep Carl alive. Would you be able to do whatever it is you're doing with Herschel while Herschel's operating? Rick asked, turning to Harry. Maybe. Harry answered, peering up at them. I've never done this before, so chances are yes, but I really have to go take a shit. <laughs> but you're not sure. <laughs> Rick finished, turning to Lori, who was standing over Carl and almost shaking. Yeah. You have to tell me what it, what it is, Rick murmured to Lori as she went to lean against him. Harry turned to look at Herschel, who was staring at him with a certain amount of curiosity. He would have a lot of explaining to do tomorrow, assuming it wasn't already midnight. It certainly felt like it was late at night, maybe around 11pm. Harry was certainly tired enough for it to be late at night. We do it! Lori finally spoke, interrupting Harry's thoughts. Alright. 
I heard a tater toppy naughty. Yeah, potatoes doing something in the background. Uh, he got chopsticks. He has the chopsticks in his Potato! He's licking the chopsticks. He just jumped. Potato! Potato. Because I crinkled the bag. Because he... I didn't know it was right behind me. It's because we have to Potato. crinkle something. Potato! Potato is naughty. He is a naughty bean. Yes. He is naughty. He's like, Potato. I am not... He's like, I'm not a naughty baby. No, I'm just a baby. No, wait, I'm not a baby. I am Ashhorn. I am Ashhorn. I am not a baby. I am Ashhorn. Fine. Ew. Aw, Barry got up. Barry, no, you can go. Barry, no. No, you can sit back down. She's coming, Barry. Yeah, go back over there. Go. Yeah, yeah go yeah. sit back down. Bonk. 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 Oh, no, Barry. Why do you leave us? He moons us on his way out as an yes. insult to injury. <laughs> He's like, look at my butt. Look at my butt, mother. <laughs> look at my butt. It is my butt. It is my butt. My anus has touched at least 95% of this apartment's surface. <laughs> you know, that's just something I randomly think about it. I'm like, mm. I mean, <laughs> my cat has sat on my phone long enough. All right, Herschel said, gesturing to Patricia as she started to get things ready for, for the surgery. Harry watched her wheel a metal rolling table over to the bedside, clearly to have a more sturdy place to operate. Do you have to stay with him for you t for for your thing to work? Her Herschel asked, pulling a corner of the bed sheets up. Get the IV on the sheet; he'll need it. Harry took a step closer to Carl and grabbed into the corner of the sheets. Rick grabbed the ivy and placed it on the sheet close to Carl's head. Yes, or at least in the same room, Harry replied, following Herschel's instructions as the four of them lifted Carl up onto the table. He saw Patricia move a lamp stand over to light up Carl. You... You don't need... You don't know for certain? Laurie asked as Rick backed off, giving Carl space. Rick, Laurie, you, you might not want to hear... Be here for this. Herschel said, glancing at the two of them. I don't! Harry stopped as they were all heard a car pull up to the driveway. Rick turned to look out the window and sighed in relief. They're, they're here. I hear more tater tot being Oh no, he's eating. Oh. Harry stayed by Carl during the procedure, keeping up the spell until Herschel affixed the respirator. Then he gently, slowly disengaged, canceling the spell again, like hitting the F5 on yeah. his hot spell. Or his, like, you hot could spells. do a uh, command. There is a command you can do on your. Something like that. Yeah, because it's like F5 if you want to do it on like a Windows, but it's different. Um. It's probably different in Adobe too. <laughs> Fucking Adobe. Just kidding. <laughs> Powers We're not sponsored by Adobe, by the Fuck way. Fuck Adobe, though. <laughs> Power settled, stopping its now, stopping its flow from Harry to Carl. Harry yawned, but stayed right in the room, fidgeting for a while, then went to go sit in a chair, but immediately got up. 
Noticing that he was dozing off, he wanted to be ready to help if anything went wrong. He watched as Herschel reopened the wound and picked out the various remaining fragments from the shotgun. Did it take this long in the show? I don't know. Was it a shotgun? I thought it was a hunting rifle. Yeah, because they were trying to get the deer. They were trying yeah, to, shoot, were the trying deer, to shoot the deer, and then Carl accidentally got shot. Yeah. Why would you shoot a deer with a shotgun if you wanted to eat it? Someone always knows about hunting. <laughs> Someone doesn't know how to use guns, I guess. You're really only usually using a shotgun to, like, absolutely obliterate the thing you're shooting. You know, like a zombie? Yeah. That's why people like using shotguns in games like Left 4 Dead or World War Z. Or if you're really gonna want some good cleanup in a home invasion. Is that a shotgun? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As the homeowner. Or maybe as the perpetrator. Either or. Um, uh, remaining fragments from the shotgun, even though we're sure it's not a shotgun. Patricia was there to help Herschel in any way, holding out a little container of the, for the fragments. Harry went up to stand next to Herschel, out of the way, and held Carl's hand. The kid was still under his sleeping spell, but given that Shane had brought back painkillers and sedatives, he figured it was okay to lift it. He had seen the look in Herschel's eyes after he had brought back the packs that Shane had brought. It seemed like Otis had been the one that Harry had felt and Harry would have panicked at that. He hadn't been able to feel someone dying from a few miles away before. Harry's but, so special. I mean, he is the chosen one. I don't give a shit. I know you don't. <laughs> but still, he was the chosen one. It was either him or Neville, and I guess it was him. Should have been Neville. I mean, yeah. You know how many people are like, it should have been Neville? Yeah, Neville <laughs> should have been the chosen one. It was only Harry because he was the fucking main character. It was Harry in the book. And it was Harry in the movies, it was Neville or Harry in the books. Okay. The movie didn't give enough time to for it to be considered that it could be Neville that was also the chosen one. Their birthdays are close together. I think they're either the same day or just really close together. Okay. And the prophecy said something about someone born at the end of July, so... Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. Though he wasn't going to end the spell until Herschel was done, he didn't want Carl to suddenly wake up through this and panic. I'm done, Herschel spoke, almost startling Harry. He looked up at Herschel and Patricia, then peered down at Carl, who had looked almost relaxed. The wound was stitched up and cleaned and bandaged properly. White clean cloth going around Carl's stomach. Harry cautiously ended at the sleeping spell inside when Carl remained asleep, probably due to the drugs in his system. I'll go tell everyone, Harry murmured, covering his rep Patricia with ground. I'll, I'll come with you. Harry nodded, distractedly, cast a temporary mon monitoring charm on Carl, and awkwardly strode over to the door. His legs were tired. Hell, his body was tired. He was hungry, too. He used some nice cheesy grits. His stomach <laughs> rallied quietly enough to let him know he reached into his trunk and pulled out a snack bar, having picked it up in his travels. It was Cliff Bar. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> he sighed in contentment when he swallowed the chocolate oat bar tending to some of his hunger. Whole. Yeah, he swallowed whole like a whole He like shifter. tipped his head back so like Opened his, his jaw and then just like yeah. just, just like 
slowed it down, <laughs> didn't even taste it. Like when, uh, you know, people sword swallow. Yeah. Also when you're trying to get people to take a pill without, like, when yes. they don't want to take it. Or just... if you're, you know, really putting a long ass dick in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saya. I wouldn't know that one because of my fucking gag reflex. Ew. <laughs> Oh, there's got to be some of the stupidest bullying I've ever encountered in my life. <laughs> Why is your gag reflex so bad? How do you get blowjobs? I don't fucking know, bro. Like, I gag myself with a spoon. It's true. I do. It's pretty awkward. gag all the time just on pudding so I don't eat a lot of pudding <laughs> on pudding yes like specifically pudding and applesauce he closed his trunk and shrunk it in full view of Herschel and Patricia and scooped it up putting it in a pocket he passed Carol sitting on one of the bigger chairs in the living room with her daughter asleep in her lap Carol was almost asleep herself if her closed eyes and slow relaxed breathing was anything to go by Harry smiled at them and shuffled by them, heading to the, for the front door. He opened it, stepped up out, stopping on the porch, and glanced to where Rick and Lori were sitting on the steps. The two of them turned at his approach and stood up, hopeful expressions on their faces. He's good, Harry commented, taking another bite of his snack. He stood the rest of their group. He could see the rest of their group standing around the front yard. The RV and the other cars were parked around the small group of trees. A group of small tents were set up with Glenn and T-Dog setting up the rest of the camp. What specifically? Tents. Just the rest of the, the rest of the camp. What goes in a camp? Not all of us camped the same. Tents. Cooking pit. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Lord gasped, tears building up in her eyes. Rick stared for a few seconds and smiled. Thank you. <laughs> Lori hooked at, up at Herschel and walked out too. He needs to rest. He needs rest from- he, he only needs rest now, Herschel added. Harry sidestepped three of them and shuffled down the stairs. I'm gonna go pass out now if you guys don't mind. Rick raised an eyebrow. Passing out in a good way, Harry corrected sheepishly, seeing Beryl putting up his own tent a few feet from all the other tents. Explanations when I'm a little more awake. No, Harry, you said explanations tomorrow. It's, it's fucking tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's past midnight. Harry, Harry strode across the front yard and past most of the tents, stopping a few feet from Daryl's. Why? Why is this ship so pushed? I don't know. He peeked inside, seeing Daryl with, with his dick out and naked <laughs> as the day he was born. <laughs> He pulled out his trunk and resized it, opened it up, and reached in to grab his own tent. Muggle tent, not wizarding tent. Bullshit. He wanted, to, he wanted to blend in when he was moving. Now moving among the non-wizarding communities. Though he supposed that it didn't make much difference now. Now that more, more and more people were dead and walking around. He walked out. He pulled out his wand and twirled it in a tight motion. A.K.A. his dick. Yep. Watching it, watching the tent make itself up on its own. It was a few minutes before it was set up. Front door zipped open. He nodded to himself and strode off a few 
minutes from the farm, did his business, and then walked back to his tent. So he took a shit, jacked off, and then peed. I'm gonna, I was gonna say, like, why didn't you just fucking whip it out in front of Daryl? Like, <laughs> feeling Daryl's eyes on him, he peered over at the man kneeling at his tent store. Carl's okay, if you're wondering. Daryl nodded to him. Good. Harry stared at the man for a second before then turned and shuffled into his tent. I am. I am. I, I, I am. The sleeping bag that was already, already set up. He cast a small cleaning charm on himself and flopped down on the sleeping bag, flickering, flicking his wand to the closed tent. He was asleep the instant his head hit the non mat, like the non existing pillow. Uh, can you take, like, this one and I'll take the last one, because mm -hmm. I can't talk. He said it was magic, Rick explained quietly the next morning, glancing over Carl to Lori. Sophia had wriggled her way into the room, having overheard that Carl was fine and she was curled up next to him. Both of them were asleep. What is this weird ship? <laughs> They're together in the comics. Yeah, I know. They were together in the comics. But no, this is too. This is just weird. It is weird because it's like kids can obviously have crushes, but they won't like uh, sleep next to each other yeah. in like a way that's being pointed out like this. Yeah. Um. The only time it's hap the only time it's like this, it's like oh, they'll sleep together in the back seat or yeah. There's only one bed. It's usually like out of general innocence, not of like budding relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Lori raised an eyebrow. And you believe him? I saw something strange, Rick replied. His dick. Everything about him. He called it a wand. Shrugging a little. Don't know what it what was if not. Do we trust him? Lori asked, peering down at Carl and Sophia. I do, Carol spoke, coming to stand at the foot of the bed. He found Sophia. And he healed your boy, Herschel said. Congratulations, Harry. You're Jesus. <laughs> you are fucking God at this point. <laughs> we still don't know why the CDC held him, Shane said, raising his voice just a little. Shane, why are Shane. you always yelling? Shane. Shane. Inside voices, please. Yes. Don't wake the child. Also, I can't get my voice to be that rough anymore for the day. He could be lying in wait for something. For what? Daryl. Daryl. Dale. I was gonna say Dale or. Dale or. <laughs> this is gonna be a combination. He's one of the walkers. <laughs> for what? Dale asked, more than a little bewildered at the prospect. He protected Daryl and T Dog back on the highway. If he's not trustworthy, then I don't know what is. It's Dick. This. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying this. This is one too. of those. You know what? This honestly sounds like to me someone fucking insulted Harry Potter for this writer and they were like, oh my god, like, Rick from The Walking Dead is so much better. Oh my god. And then they like put Harry Potter in this universe where everybody just fucking likes him because... He's a wizard. Because he's a wizard who can do <laughs> wizard things. And who can make their lives easier. Yes, which doesn't even exist in the canon universe of, of Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, he did, T-Dog agreed. I probably... Hell, neither one of us would still be here if he hadn't done whatever it was he did. He... they were in the show. Yes, it is canon that they both survived up to this point in the show. Including Andrea in the RV. He also... Andrea trailed off as everyone moved out of the room. Why? I don't know. Also, what? Rick asked as Lori moved into the kitchen. Herschel's two daughters were up and also moving about in the kitchen cooking something. I was in the RV when that herd came, Andrea said. The door was open and I think a walker attempted to come in. She killed the walker. She did. Yeah. Because she got trapped in the bathroom. Yeah. And it tried to get in. Yeah. Attempted, Shane repeated. There was a blue transparent shield over the door to the RV. Andrea explained, pulling her hair into a ponytail. The walker couldn't go in. He was protecting me too, in addition to whatever he did with Daryl. Do we want to know what he did to Daryl? With this name? <laughs> There's also his eyes, Lori called over, turning to look at the group. They glow whenever he's doing whatever it is. Working it. Just Elevator dicking. Yep, in the peanut butter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the peanut butter jar. Where is Daryl anyway, Rick asked, Elevator looking over to Dale. <laughs> he's on watch. Dale answered, glancing out the window that they were closest to. He offered to do it. Rick nodded. We should hold a short tribute for Otis later this morning. We can ask Harry to explain later. He's <laughs> not everyone. even like a part of this fucking conversation. No, we're just talking about Harry behind his back. <laughs> Harry is the ivy of this story. <laughs> Harry glanced around the farmhouse's yard then shuffled out of his tent sticking his holly wand up his butt in his jeans. <laughs> he had only come back to his tent for his wand, which these days he never went without. As soon as he was done with his morning business, aka pooping, jerking off, and taking a piss, he looked over to the house. He quickly assumed that everyone had woken up since the sun was up, guessing that it was around 9 a.m. He glanced over to where Daryl had pitched his tent and didn't see any evidence that the man was he strode over to the cars and was about to shuffle over to the house when he sighed. <sighs> Stopped and rocked back on his heels. He was more than a little nervous about telling everyone about his past right now. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Throwing this whole story in the trash. Maybe he glanced up at the, to the RV. Lying up there was, as good, was good, but he wished he had his broom. He was always lost a little, a little of his stress when he was flying. Harry shuffled over to the RV and climbed up the ladder only for only to fall short on the last rung. Daryl was sitting on t atop the RV in a lawn chair with his crossbow at his side, a rifle in his lap. The archer turned to look at him, giving Harry a once-over, searching for something. Good morning, Harry said quietly, staying where he was for the moment. Daryl nodded, slightly raising an eyebrow. What are you doing up here? Uh, putting off explanations. Daryl snorted. <laughs> <laughs> Mind if I jane you? Yeah, did you bring the peanut butter wrap? <laughs> here, I have it right here. Don't mind this cavernous hole in there. It's how I get my peanut butter out. <laughs> oh, 
my god! Why does this sound like a really bad porn? This <laughs> The porn is literally just a dude scooping peanut butter out with his dick, and that's how he makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. I'm standing it. <laughs> as long as you don't talk a lot, Harry grinned. I won't. No worries on that front. Alright. Harry walked over to sit beside Daryl, crossing his legs and closing his eyes for a while. He had dreamed last night that he remembered very little of it, only that it was strange, or stranger than he had seen in a while. What? And he didn't have, and it didn't have walkers in it. He shrugged and found his magic center in his body, searching for the grayish ball of light. That was the magic that had come from the hollows. His regular magic was often a light bluish color floating in his mind, but the death magic changed colors from black to white to gray, and he didn't really know why it did that. He slowly opened his eyes, flicking on his magical sight, using the death some death magic. Harry turned around and studied the farmhouse. He saw the little two white lights that indicated Carl and Sophia, then the slightly bigger one that was probably the teenage boy that was living with the Greaves. Oh yeah, I told him that he was a thing. Oh yeah, because he dies that season. Yeah. He could also see people spilling out of the house, lots of white lights glowing with them. Harry counted 17 individual white lights in the house and turned to Daryl and saw his light. Eve Lincoln withdrew the magic and reopened his eyes, hearing movement at his side. Daryl was staring at the horizon, and Harry could have sworn he was staring at him with his dick out and in the peanut butter. <laughs> the so, peanut butter masks the sound. Suppose I could better go meet my doom, Harry remarked, standing up and stretching. Daryl turned back around, stared at him, his lips twitching almost up into a smile. <sighs> And we're ending it there because I cannot talk anymore. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's bad in terms of description, dialogue, and just the crossover. This is like one of the worst examples of validation that I've ever seen put into one of our fan fictions. <laughs> it's like he just doesn't do fucking shit. And they're like, oh my god, Harry! You changed bowing! Harry, you've changed the outcome of all of our lives. Well, he changed Sophia's outcome thus far. Yes, thus far. I mean, it'd be interesting if she ends up dying still, just because then... It's not... She's not gonna die. I can I can probably bet you right now. I mean, if it's going with the comic way of having things, she lives up... She does live into the Alexandria plot points. Well, yeah, I do know that... Because as I said, she's the Enid. Yeah. Like, Enid is basically the Sophia. The yeah. Work. So, but I don't, I don't think this is gonna go either of those ways. <sighs> it's just gonna turn into something else. Well, there's 21 chapters in total. You always choose the long one. I didn't even realize this one was that long. As soon as I saw that Harry Potter turned into a fucking panther, I was like, this one. This one's the one that we're reading now, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. I can't talk anymore. I think I'm losing my voice. Because <laughs> I keep yelling at everything and everyone. He knows the fiddle's cry is an old sound. A lonesome bow, the creeks and moans of empty houses. 
Days when.